Hi, and welcome to The Rachel Pontillo Show. I'm Rachel Pontillo, your host, and today I have a wonderful guest, Janelle Schaefer, who is an herbalist and an artist, and she has a lot to share about how she personally used art to help her heal through some really tough stuff in life and also to gain self-confidence. We are all about sharing different ways to heal the skin, heal the self, and heal the soul on The Rachel Pontillo Show. So I really am honored to have Janelle here so that she can share her story with you. I'm sure that it will resonate. So here's Janelle. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, Rachel. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Well, I'm excited to have you, first of all, because you're fairly local to me. You live not too far from me, and I I know we attend the same herb conference, and we're kind of in that circle of women together, so I look forward to meeting you in person at some time soon, but um, you're also into a lot of the stuff that I'm into when it comes to herbs and nutrition, but you're also an artist, and the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because you really used art in conjunction with the herbs and nutrition to kind of facilitate your mm -hmm. own journey. Um, and I would love it if you would kind of share with the audience kind of how that started for you and where you're at now. Sure. Uh, yes, uh, hopefully I will meet you soon. Are you going to the herbal conference this fall? I plan on it. And for anyone who's listening who is in a, in a travelable distance to Kempton, Pennsylvania, I think it's the first weekend yes. in October every year, the Mid-Atlantic Women's Herbal Conference. You're going to want to be there. It is just such an amazing experience. Um, Karis Lindruth, who you might know from past webinars that she and I have done together. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. She just pulls together these incredible women, incredible speakers, and the energy in that space is just incredible. So we got to give Karis and the Herb Conference a shout out. But um, yeah, I plan to be there this year, so we'll have to plan to see each other in person. Oh, great. I, re I really would love to. Um, but just, you know, looking at your background behind you, I'm thinking, oh, this could be like my house. I see your artwork and it looks like incense and lots of like herbal things. So uh, yes, we do have like a lot of common interests, a lot of common um, things we're both pursuing. So for me, uh, I was, I guess, always interested in art. I just drew and um, loved art since I was young. And then I had a mother who had like a wonderful green thumb, <laughs> which I have not inherited, but I did get my love of plants and herbs from her. I'm not um, as much of a gardener, but I do, I am an herbalist. So I love working with the plants. I do feel like I have like an intuitive um, nature as far as knowing what herbs or what plants would be useful for myself and for other people. And uh, my journey began um, about, I would say, I'm, I'm going to be 37. So maybe in, when I was 20, so maybe 17 years ago, and I worked at a little herb shop and I just fell in love with plants and just things that were natural. I had been coming out of um, a very medical background. My family used a lot of natural—not um, natural, but medical medicines, um, uh, things that you just would normally get at the drugstore or from the doctors. And 
I really wanted to embrace things that were grown and things that you could harvest yourself and find locally. So I began my herb journey and um, I did have some like health issues, which I feel were really related to stress and just uh, childhood things that I hadn't resolved or had no idea of how to like even go about uh, looking at at that point. But I began um, playing around with the herbs and, and eating natural foods, buying organics. And I pursued this um, while we had, my husband and I had four children pretty much in a row. Wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this became like something really pivotal for our family, um, bringing in just things that were not filled with chemicals. Um, I got rid of a lot of products that I was so familiar with and began looking into things that did not have words that I couldn't read when I was going shopping. And our health just improved so much. Um, and after my oldest was about five or six, I felt like I had a little bit of breathing space and I could get back into my creative self. And this was something that I didn't realize, but I had really suppressed uh, while I was having my kids one after another. And I don't think you have to do that, but it just was what happened. I did suppress, you know, who I was during that time. So it happens I to a lot of women. Oh, definitely. And that is something I actually am really passionate about, um, that you don't, I don't feel like you have to lose yourself to have children. I think that is sort of like a stigma and a lot of women kind of choose one or the other, like career or having children, and they feel like they're giving up something. And I really believe you can have a career. You can do what you love and are passionate about and have children at the same time. I just, I really didn't know how to do that. No, it was sort of like a journey I've been on trying to figure out how I could incorporate both. And that's kind of where I am right now. And um, I would say that's just being really true to yourself, like who you are. I, I forgot that I was an artist. I forgot that I loved to paint and to draw and create. And bringing that back into our home, I just you know, started decorating again and, and I involved the children and we just started every day making art. And, um, that was when I, I would say my real soul healing began the, uh, herbal side, the essential oils, the plants, they helped my physical body, but really working on the inside, um, came with, uh, the artistic expression. That so. really resonates so strongly with me because um, for me personally, I, I remember those days. I have two children. I don't have nearly as many as you have. My hat's off to you and to all mothers who have very large families because I don't even, my two keep me so busy. I don't even know how you do it. So first of all, there you go. But mine are two and a half years apart. So I had an mm -hmm. infant and a toddler at the same time. And I remember, you know, I, I was a stay-at-home mom for many years before I started my blog and my company. I, while the kids were in, while they were home and then in preschool, 
they, I was home with them. I didn't have anything that I was doing other than being a mom. And I absolutely, I would wake up singing Dora the Explorer to myself. And I, my life <laughs> revolved around their nap schedule and their feeding schedule and their play dates and their activities. And, you know, I'm reading up on all the parenting books and I really, it, it's funny when I, cause I'm a very, I'm, a very creative person. I'm an artistic person. I have an artistic background as well, mm-hmm. um, both in visual arts and performing arts. And it was something that I just didn't do. I didn't on purpose not do it while the kids were little. I mean, I, we would sing together. I would dance around with them, but it was not anything that I kept just for myself. And I really yes. do think that that is part of what was so difficult for me at that time in my life, because I, I'm not going to lie. Staying at home with those kids for all those years was really hard for me. It was very isolating (laughs) and it it was rewarding. I don't have any regrets at all. I'm grateful I was able to do it, but it Mm -hmm. is, it is hard work and it's, it's hard on yourself. It's not just hard on your physical body and the mommy brain and all of that. But as Mm -hmm. you said, you really can lose yourself. And when you're, priorities are these new little people who you've birthed it it is easy to put yourself in the back seat and for me when I uh it's actually really funny I rediscovered my creativity um when they started ballet class it kind of reignited my love for dance and also when, when the show Glee came on it reminded me how much performing arts and theater and music was to me. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that again. I joined a choir. I started taking dance classes and that's kind of what brought me back into myself. And then other good things started happening after that. But it did take a trigger for me to be like, oh my God, this has been missing from my life. And adding this, it made me so much happier. Um, yes. But what you said about getting into herbs and natural things when you have kids I mean, I grew up with a mother similar to um, what you were saying. Your mother had a very green thumb and mine, mm-hmm. mine too. My mother still, she has amazing gardens up at her bed and breakfast. And I have like a mm. little four by four patch. I have a little, I have some herbs in my front yard, but I am not as skilled of a gardener as she is by any means. But like you, I absolutely mm-hmm. love working with plants. I love making my own tinctures and glycerates and... Um, essential oils, obviously, are something that I work with quite a lot in skincare. So it was when my younger, my older daughter was a baby and she was having serious skin reactions to the quote unquote Mm -hmm. baby products. That's what made me wake up and realize, oh my gosh, if she's reacting to something that's supposed to be for babies, what else are we putting on our skin? And then I looked at the back and even though it said lavender baby oil, I, there was no lavender in that product. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's what started my search. So I, I really resonate with what you say about kind of rediscovering yourself through some form of art, as well as when your children kind of guide that trip back to nature for you, for you. It's they, they're wise little teachers. <laughs> Uh, that that is so true I love how you just said that um, they guide you back to nature because it is such um, 
it's like it's such an amazing like evolution evolution or process from the time you conceive until you have birth mm-hmm. and it really forces a mother to like really i think look at yourself and and what you're doing um and what you want to pass on to your children and you know further generations so i um I just had a daughter two weeks ago. Congratulations. And And you're doing podcasts two weeks after giving birth. I mean, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a a miracle in and of itself because I did not have great recoveries Mm. for my other four children. So this was my fifth. And this time was like, this was my spiritual, uh, spiritual journey this time that I was pregnant. And I made it um, necessary that I took time for myself every day. Um, Everything had to halt. I had to take care of me first. I had to make sure I read and I journaled. I had um, proper nutrition. Just I did not want to run on an empty tank. Like I've learned now that you have to fill yourself up um, feeding like your insides, you know, so that you feel great. So you can give to all these other little people in your life. So I really focused on on taking care of myself this this time and um, something that I feel like I connected with with you um, where you talked about your journey of getting into the skincare and where you were as a person and where you are now and um, you had to like really transform. It's not just about the makeup. It's not just about taking out you know, certain chemicals and using natural products, it is like becoming or realizing that you're beautiful inside and then being able to project that. And I told myself over and over this pregnancy that I was beautiful and amazing and I'm going to have a great birth. And I did. And oh, I, I was nervous because like, this was going to work. <laughs> but I had um, a home birth and a three hour labor. It was just amazing. And then keeping in my herbal tradition, we named our daughter uh, yarrow, uh, which is a um, a medicinal herb that is one of my favorite. It's beautiful. And uh, I just, I guess I'm just like on cloud nine right now. I, I feel like so great. And I just want to kind of share that excitement with other ladies, other moms um, or women who maybe are thinking about having kids. It's not, it doesn't have to be scary and um, or just being a woman in general, it you know, just celebrating yourself, celebrating your gifts. That's, that's kind of where my message is today. Well, I, I think it's going to be very well received because I know that so many women go through difficulty during pregnancy and postpartum and motherhood in general. I mean, this is, it's, it's, hard. It's hard stuff. It affects us in so many different ways. It completely rocks our world and makes us responsible for other people's worlds. And it's such a big responsibility, but it's also such, it's, it's a, it's an initiation. It's a joy. It's a gift. It's all of these things. And I do think that if you're not feeling well physically, either during a pregnancy or after, if you are having a tough recovery, I had one difficult recovery and then one fairly smooth recovery. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it is easier to focus on feeling lousy than it is to repeatedly 
tell yourself you're beautiful and tell yourself you're awesome and, and all of that and kind of plant those seeds along the way so that it's already in there and you, you've just demonstrated that it works. I tell people all the time who come to me with skin troubles that are really racking their self-confidence, you've got to tell yourself that you love yourself. You've got to tell yourself that you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't believe it at first, even if you don't believe it every time, you're still programming your thoughts with that and it does show exactly. up. So you, you've just demonstrated mm -hmm. how it made a fifth childbirth and recovery more pleasant and easier for you after having four difficult ones. That's huge. So to anyone yeah. who's listening, who's dealing with any problem that has to do with not feeling good physically or good about yourself emotionally or mentally, what Janelle just shared about using all of this positive affirmation throughout that process and coming out on the other side, feeling better, it is so possible. And if it's possible with childbirth, imagine what else it's possible with. So thank you for exactly. sharing that. Um, yes, and, and maybe I could just share a few pictures. Um, and I it kind of explains like what I did through this process. And I do feel like, like you said, this can be used for anything. It's not, for me, I, I really feel like I needed it for my childbirth experience, but like um, a woman who is working on her skin or um, some other area of her life where she wants to be confident, it is totally applicable. And you don't have to be super artistic to do it, but um, let me just see if I can put this up in front of me. Yes, I can. Can you see that? Yep. So Beautiful. what I did was I, I did a lot of visual um, affirmations because I'm an artist. I tried initially just writing things down, but for me, I found I needed to see pictures. So I drew lots of pictures of myself and then I would put words with the pictures and sometimes I collage them. I stood in front of the mirror and I said things to myself repeatedly. Um, and it, it really is about getting it from, I guess, your brain down deep inside, getting that message to sink in. Um, so I I just had a really great um, experience with that. And I found that art is just so much more than putting something like up on a wall in a, or putting something in a gallery. It's it's really a, just a tool of expression. And that is something I also would love to get across to people that anybody can be an artist. It's not like, oh, you know, certain couple people are born and they're artistic. Um, it's really a learned skill, I feel. It's um, something that it's more just like practice. You just sit down and you practice letting yourself be like open and free. I think that's the key to um, being successful at art. It's just how open can you be when you're making it? I think that really rings true with anything having to do with creativity and creation in general is that, I mean, I, I believe that all of that comes from the same source, that same creative source is that universal life force energy that just flows through us but we have to be open to it. I was just um, on a summit interview yesterday with uh, Dr. Heather Paulson and I was talking about, and I'm sure you've seen the analogy, it's like electricity. We know it's there. 
We can't see it. Mm -hmm. We can't touch it. We can't experience it until we either flip a switch or plug something in and then mm -hmm. we experience it. But other, uh, otherwise, we, we know it's there, but we can't access it. It's the same thing with our own yeah. creative energy and our talent. Um, like what, what you just said about that art is a learned skill. Absolutely. There are so many people who believe, oh, I'm, I'm just not talented. I'm not artistic. I'm not creative. I do not believe mm -hmm. that is true. I believe that everyone can find what their strength is within creativity and then you get better at it. There's very few people who just wake up one day and they can paint a Monet or they can be an Olympic figure skater or a principal ballerina. That, that, that doesn't happen without practice and without training. It, but yet you have to identify that spark. And what I've also found to be true about myself, and I've noticed it in my children, and I've noticed it in a lot of people that I interact with, is that when you're interested in something, you make it your business to get good at it. <laughs> you do. Yeah. So if you tell yourself that you are an artist and that you're a creative being, you will find a way to get good at art. And mm -hmm. there are so many studies coming out now about the benefits of art, the benefits of that hand-eye coordination. And I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, hello, look at all of the adult coloring books that are everywhere now. Who would have thought that someday adults would be buying coloring books for 20 and $30 a pop? I mean, <laughs> it's huge business now. And look at Zentangles. I remember when I was in my freshman year of college, I was a fashion design student back then. I was in a visual arts class and we had to pretty much make a scribble and then draw patterns within the scribble back then. Mm. And now once whoever, whoever decided to trademark that idea and make a whole curriculum out of it, I'm like, darn it. That was a missed opportunity that I could have. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it, you, you don't have to consider yourself a skilled artist in a specific modality. You don't have to be a painter or a pastel artist or sketch artist to benefit from doing art. And exactly. Um, yeah. So I would love for you to share with the audience how you kind of got into using art to trigger this healing process for you. Cause I know that was kind that was like your impetus. Um, okay. but, but also after, and after you do that, what tips can you share for people who really think they're not creative? How can they kind of overcome that for themselves and just start doing it? Okay, great. Um, well, my, uh, I have a, a sister and we're really close and two years apart and she went into the military when I was, um, 19 and she was 17 and I just, I don't want to say, I guess it was sort of intuitively. I just started painting and drawing pictures of her during that time of loss. I, I was so sad because she was my best friend and she was going away for five years mm. and I just began yeah. painting her and I looked at photographs that I'd taken and I just was painting and it was really, really healing for me. And I didn't know or think or set out to do it that way to be healing, but it was. And then um, funny thing is I went to, or I was in college and I decided to change my major to art education. Uh, I was an anthropology major. And 
I honestly, I learned so many techniques, but I really lost my creative self during that process. I became um, very concerned with what other people were saying about my art. You know, you're sitting in class and you have a lot of critiques and I feel like my work became so static and not emotional or not really from myself because I was trying to please the professor or other people. So um, that after that time uh, followed about uh, three or four years where I did show my work in a lot of different gallery settings, um, at cafes, at restaurants. And again, I just, I had um, a good friend who was an artist and he often critiqued my work and it just, I felt like my focus in my art just kept getting more and more narrow. And I, I had to stop. I just couldn't, I just, I didn't really know who I was anymore making art. So I stopped for, for a long period of time. And that's when I did, uh, I got married and had children. Mm-hmm. And um, when I wanted to reawaken that artist in me, I, I first got rid of all of my old materials. Um, I'm a big proponent in uh, when you want to kind of, jumpstart your life, you you kind of get rid of the old, you know, I didn't want to use the art supplies I had when I was in this period that I didn't like myself. Um, so I got new materials and I set up my space and I wanted to start fresh and I just started with fun. You know, I just started with like, oh, I love this children's book that my kids look at. I'm going to just draw a chameleon. And, oh, I have all these shells from the beach and they're so beautiful. I'm going to paint Um, birds on them and Mm. so I just started with like fun little projects and it was so relaxing and I just became like hooked on it like I I needed to do it every day like you said I I found a way like just like I guess some people would I don't know need to go surfing or or ride a bike or something I just had to do my art every day to feel good so um, I then found um, a couple books that were really helpful. One is called The Artist's Way and another yes. was like art, yes. in, art and Healing. And I committed myself to following the book from beginning to end, doing all the lessons. And that was, I hate to say, a, a big commitment for me because I'll start a book and maybe not finish it. <laughs> so um, both books were designed to be 12 weeks and took me a lot longer than 12 weeks, but I was still like really glad to see that through and that process really broke down um it it really kind of jump-started my art again because you start in the beginning with like your critic and that is what I really had to overcome that critic was what I had heard in school and from other people and I had to get rid of that so that I could just make art without being afraid of what people were going to say. So now I just feel like it's this free flowing thing. It's just coming out of me. I, I can't make, make it fast enough. Um, so if I, if I were going to recommend to anyone who, if you have any shred of interest in making art and I I've made art pretty much every single way, photography, ceramics, um, fibers, to me, all of that counts drawing, Um, Even the coloring books, like you said, they're amazing. Uh, (laughs) If you have any like little part of you that would love to make art, 
Um, the first thing is, I think, start simple. You get your, you know, go to the uh, the craft store, go to Michaels, or buy like materials that look amazing to you. Get colors you like, um, colored pencils, whatever you really would love to try, and then bring that home. Get an art journal, and I'm a big fan of art journaling. I do the art journal first. Um, and then I work on a canvas or something else for like a more finished piece. And just play with the colors, just designs, circles, squares, stars, you know, anything just to practice, like try to imagine that you're a child. I think that's like the main thing. And um, I think having a, then after that, having some guided uh, lessons or um, doing painting parties. Those are things that I do. I do those kinds of things with people. I do private lessons, but having someone kind of guide you in that process. Um, and I think especially you would want to click with someone who you're working with where they have a style or they have um, a methodology that you agree with. Um, someone who's not like too harsh, but will help you grow as an artist. Yeah, I think that's a really important point when you're choosing a teacher or a coach of any kind, that connection that you have with that teacher is so valuable because it adds another, it, it adds another creative spark to the whole process. It, it makes it into a relationship. So you get the benefit from that as well as from learning and from doing the art as well. Um, we're almost out of time, but I just wanted to reflect on what you said about really bringing out the inner kid in you. When you were talking mm -hmm. about going to the craft store, going to Michael's, I remember when I was first getting into polymer clay design, that's, that was one of my long-term, long-term hobbies and oh, yeah. going to the clay aisle and just like looking at all of the colors and the molds mm -hmm. and the tools that you can use and the mica powders and all of that. And I just remember like, Oh, I felt like I was, a, I felt like I was a kid in a toy store. It, mm -hmm. I really want to encourage people to allow yourself to feel that sense of wonder that a child would feel from mm -hmm. seeing something for the first time. This is a theme that has been coming up for me a lot lately is, is really that inner child work and allowing yourself to experience that awe and not worry about looking silly. Like if, if, if you're going like, oh, I'm worrying if people are like, oh, what is she? <laughs> Who cares? Let yourself feel it. Life is so much more fun when you allow yourself to be amazed. It really is. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that today, Janelle. It was wonderful to have you. I look forward to seeing you in October. And we are going to put all of your information in the blog post that goes along with this episode at rachelpontillo.com so that people can connect with you further and um, get more insight. So thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you, Rachel. It was great talking with you. And I, I would love to meet you in October as well. And I'm planning on bringing Yarrow. She'll be a few oh, months yay. old. <laughs> so I want to show her off. <laughs> Quite an but, accomplishment um, worthy of showing off. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I can't wait to see you both. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks.
Thank you so much to Janelle for sharing that really inspiring and moving story. I know that it really resonated with me and I hope that it resonated with you as well. To learn more about Janelle and to see some samples of her artwork as well as read her blog and get some more inspiration, you wanna head on over to her website, which is www.jbschaeffertist.weebly.com. Don't worry, I'm gonna go ahead and put a link to that site in the show notes for you at rachelpontillo.com. And by the way, while you're at rachelpontillo.com, I would love it if you would leave a comment and let me know how you liked this interview. But before I let you go over to rachelpontillo.com, I would love it if you would subscribe to my YouTube channel and my iTunes channel while you're here. And of course, share this with anyone that you think might benefit. Thanks again for being here with me today. And I will be back soon with another episode. As always, I wish you a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs>